Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Viking Hot Takes, uh, our 20-minute fast-paced show where we cover the, the hottest uh, Viking stories. And of course, it might look a little different today. Uh, we have Flip is on vacation, and the one, the only, the pride of upper uh, Iowa football, uh, uh, <laughs> Miles Miles Gorham has joined us. You know him from the climbing the pot work, or climbing the pocket. I believe uh, a co-founder of climbing the pocket, uh, and of course, you know myself, Eric Thompson from Daily Norseman. Uh, Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, Flip hit me up the other day and was like. Hey, can you be on uh, hot takes? And I didn't know he wasn't going to be here, so <laughs> yes. I'm filling in. But I'm yeah, I'm, ex- I'm you... excited to fill in. Right? Yes. He yeah. He didn't he didn't uh, tell you that you had to replace him on hot takes. But yes. Yeah, so, so it's just right, the, right. the two of us. <laughs> but uh, you you know the format. It's pretty straightforward. We put 20 minutes on the clock. We each ask each other three questions, and uh, we we fire our takes back and forth. And at the at the end, uh, uh, we we're all better for it hopefully so uh dave on the ones and twos in the background if you are ready i think let's just get right into it in five four and starting out here so i'll ask the first question this week okay it has not been a great start for the vikings in the preseason especially on the offensive side of the ball again it is the preseason but miles my first question for you is how worried should we be about the vikings offense after the first two preseason games um, it's, it's a tough question to ask, just a, a tough answer, because I think there's, sh- there should be some worry. And I, I, we talked about this a little bit on, uh, Matt, Matt Anderson's show last night on, uh, um, Vikings happy hour, but, um, no, in the sense that the Vikings didn't, haven't played a lot of their starters, uh, like the, the key outside of Kirk cousins and, um, and some of the key guys, uh, they haven't played, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen played what two snaps and then got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. You know they they played Irv Smith, but um, you know offensive line wise, uh, they you know still don't have Christian Derrissaw. Um, Dalvin Cook hasn't played, so you're still you're Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson are probably the top two players for the offense that you want to see Cook and, and like and go. And when they're not in there, it I guess that's where my worry is more than anything is like your two best players are are out you have no one really to supplement them. Like, yes, Thielen and, and Irv Smith are really good compliments to them, but for them to have to be the one and two, that'd be a really tough uh, uh, change for this offense. So so for me, the only concern I have is is the reports out of camp where off the offense hasn't looked that good. Preseason is a little bit different because, like I said, you don't always have starters out there. You don't always have um, you know everyone playing, and the, everything's really vanilla. Like, the offense is really vanilla. So – what, where I where I'm more worried is the fact that throughout camp they haven't really looked that great or been consistent, consistent, and they should be because they're they're the the side of the ball that's been the most consistent. They have ever the most uh, the least amount of turnover um, and those things. So outside of like offensive coordinator, but Clint Kubiak should at least be able to run the plays his dad ran. So you would think there'd right. be a little bit of you know that consistency there. So that's probably where my concern is more than anything. 
Yeah, and I think for the games themselves, and like the Denver game, that can be pretty easily explained away because there were, what, right, 30 different right. players setting out or something like that. And, you know, we already knew that the Vikings didn't have a ton of depth, and the Broncos played a lot more of their better players for longer. And, you know, the Colts game was definitely a little bit more alarming because the starters did play a little bit. And the, and it just it the offense did, you know, next to nothing, especially that, you know, Kellen right. Mond and Jake Browning and, of course, you know, you want to see at least something out of those backups. Of course, then again, I guess we should probably be pretty used for the Vikings offense doing nothing against the Colts because that's what they did in week two of the regular season last week. But I mean, it's, yeah, I never put much weight in those preseason games, but it is all the other stuff you've been talking about. It's the, they just haven't looked good in, in uh, their practices. There's, it's been inconsistent just with the people that are available there as well. And you're, you're exactly right. That was the side of the ball that we thought was going to be, that's that's fine. Of course, there's a ton of t- turnover on the defense. There, there needed to be a ton of turnover on the defense because that was easily the uh, the worst defense of Zimmer's tenure in Minnesota. But it looks like the defense is going to be in pretty decent shape, and that you know it's, it looks like the offense is a really big candidate for aggression. So I think you know don't you know like I always say about the Vikings, especially at this time of year, that don't worry now or don't panic now. There will be plenty of time for that later. <laughs> so, so exactly. So, all right. So. So Beck, you know, of course, now we're worried about the offense. You have your first questions about how worried about we should be about something else. So go ahead. Yeah. So so Eric, how worried are are or should we be about the backup quarterback situation? Yeah, I mean, we already touched on it a little bit, and I think, I mean, the good news is that for all things you can debate about Kirk Cousins, the good and the bad, the ups and downs, how much money he gets, how much he should get, things like that. The one thing that's kind of indisputable about his career so far is that he has been incredibly durable throughout his career. He just hasn't missed games. He hasn't had any major injuries. He's always been available, and that's you know sometimes your best ability in the NFL's availability, and he's, he's definitely checked that box. That said, if Kirk misses any time due to injury – or things that may not may be related to the injury maybe be avoidable, but he's maybe not avoiding them as well. I won't get into that part of it. You know, like if he does miss time, it really looks like the Vikings are in trouble, especially if it happens early on in the season. Because Kellen Mond was the project, I think, to begin with. I didn't think he was going to see much of the field at all. To, to begin with, but missing time in training camp has really kind of put him behind the eight ball. And he looked basically lost against the Colts. I thought it was, there were in, in the Denver game, he showed flashes of his, at least his athletic ability and the you know, things he can do physically. It just, we haven't seen it yet. And, you know, I don't, I just don't think he's ready to play right now. If you throw him out there and into the fray in the NFL, I just don't think he's going to do that great. And is Great, you know, as well, I shouldn't say great, as, as solid as Jake Browning's <laughs> night practice was at TCO when he was literally the only quarterback available. I was there in person. It, he looked, it was, it was kind of surprising. It's like, okay, maybe we'll be okay in Jake Browning's hand. I mean, it, that feels like it was years ago because both of his performances in the preseason have just been kind of a, a disaster. Like, it, it, he just kind of looks lost out there as well. And so, yeah, it's, if, if it does happen, it, it's going to be trouble. And, you know, kind of my opinion, and I think the consensus at that point, and, you know, I've seen it kind of around Vikings Twitter as well. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter who the second quarterback is because if Cousins goes down for any amount of time, the Vikings are kind of screwed. Like, it, that's kind of where it is right now. So, like, there's – I wish there was some, you know – free agent or someone there, you know, a really easy thing that they could trade for and, and get that, you know, a, a veteran present, you know, there isn't a, you know, there are definitely some options out there that that might be available, but there isn't any surefire thing. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of those things you, you hope you don't have to worry about, especially with cousins, but in this year out of any, it, it might be a, a crucial thing. And as of right now, as it stands, especially if it happens early in the season, they are going to be in big trouble. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it. And with this team, backup quarterback has always been an important position more than, more than some other teams. Even even with Kirk Cousins here, you never know, right? Um, I'm with mm-hmm. you, though. I, I think I even tweeted out the other day. I think, in my opinion, if if Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman weren't on the hot seat, quote-unquote, like the, assum- the assumption is that they're tied, tied at the hip, if things go south after this year, after how how last year went, that they might be out, they might be gone. They might like the Wilson might clean house. If that wasn't the case, I would say let it ride. In the fact that you're not going to find a quarterback that's competent enough to to be a true backup for you uh, th- this late in the season, um, at least without mm-hmm. giving up decent draft capital or having to pay a pretty uh, pretty decent premium for him. Um, but with that said, they are on the hot seat, at least what it seems like. Um, so I think. At this point, with Mond and Browning, the best bet would be to probably cut Browning, let him be on the practice squad. You have to keep Mond around. He's your third-round picks. Let let him to continue to develop. But you might need to go out and get a guy like a Chase Daniels if he gets cut by uh, North Dakota or by the Chargers because of your boy uh, Easton Stick of uh, North from North Dakota State. State. Exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. And uh, he might be the backup uh, in in LA. And if he is, maybe uh, Chase Daniels is expendable. You know, he's had a lot of success against the Vikings when he's gotten to play. So uh, that's an option. Uh, I think I've seen uh, CJ Beathard out there too uh, for the Jaguars. I doubt that they keep three quarterbacks. So um, unless they trade, trade Minshew. So um, those are a couple names that I could think that could be decent backups that might be able to get you through a game or two. Uh, but again, like you said, for a long stretch of, uh, of time, no one's really going to come in here at this point and uh, change that. So I'm not as worried about it, but it's, it's concerning that that Mond, even with missing time, couldn't step up to at least be a capable backup. Cause that was always my expectations for him is like, if at worst he's the long-term backup at worst, in my opinion, if, if he can't even get to that level, that's, that's worrisome. Right. Exactly. So moving on to our uh, second question here, where there is one preseason game left. And I think that's good for, you know, if to, to work out some of the kinks that the Vikings are currently experiencing. But uh, going into Friday's game at Kansas City, which players have the most to gain or lose on Friday? Mike Hughes. No. <laughs> Revenge <laughs> game. No. Um, no. Uh, for me, I think we, we just kind of touched on it, like Browning and Mond. I, I don't think there's a lot they can do, but I think if they could show even a little bit more progression and um, um, an ability to, to take over the offense and command the offense from what we haven't seen in the first two games, I just think that would go a long way for the Vikings. Um, but some players that are, aren't quarterback related, I think KJ Osborne's another guy that we haven't really seen much. We have a, there's a lot of hype during camp, a lot of, a lot of hype during the spring. I just want to see a little bit more from him during the um, a preseason game. You know, he's had a couple catches, but there really hasn't been much flash because if Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen get hurt, I know Dede Westbrook's here, um, but they still might let KJ Osborne see the first, you know, those first reps. So I just want to see him step up a little bit. Um, that tight end position is another one for me. Like I've been, I've been really worried about tight end. Um, so I think for me, uh, Zach Davidson, uh, Brandon Dillon, both of those guys haven't really done that much in the preseason so far. So for me, I'd say those would be the the top, the top guys outside of the quarterback position. Yeah. And I think uh, for Davidson, especially like he might have to do something just to prevent being cut. I know he's a fifth round pick and the Vikings right. traditionally try to hold on to most of their draft picks, but I mean, what does he have one catch so far in the preseason? He's played a decent amount as well. So I think he needs yeah. to to prove his worth. I think a couple other players, I think Cam Dantzler kind of needs to have a big performance. I mean, he kind of came in as the assumed starter. He started last year as a rookie 
And he might be kind of fifth on the depth chart right now because he's certainly behind Peterson and Breland. I think those are going to be the right. starting outside corners. He's not really competing so much with Mackenzie Alexander, but I think Alexander has the, the slot position down. And right as of right now, it seems like he might even be behind Chris Boyd, which is what was when camp started. That kind of seemed crazy, but that's kind of the, where he might be sitting. And I think this might be Jalen Holmes's last chance at a roster spot as well. I, I, Personally, as of right now, I think he's probably on the outside looking in, but he might have a chance to sneak in on that roster now that, you know, Janarius Robinson, uh, the rookie, is out on the IR. That might get him an opportunity, maybe if he can make some plays and prove his versatility because they kind of try to uh, make him an inside-outside guy. He's back mostly at defensive end. Yeah, the, the, you know, it's going to be a lot of uh, those kind of fringe players making that last push in the in the last impression. Yeah, so what the do you last one too is – Yep. Uh, yeah, real quick, the last one I had too yeah. is safety. I think the backup safety oh, position, yeah. Cameron Bynum, uh, Miles Dorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, jo- sounds like Josh Metellus got hurt, so he might not play. Um, the position behind Harrison and uh, Woods is uh, is up for grabs too. Definitely wide open. So your second question, yeah. go ahead. Y- yeah, so for me, I, I know we like to talk about like who is surprise cuts, but like who is someone that would surprise you if they made the 53? Like I don't mean even mean the initial 53 because we know how that fluctuates, but like – who would surprise right. you if that they're on the roster week one? Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it, and I, I don't know. I guess it's I don't know how much a huge a surprise it would be, but I really think at least in the week one roster, we might see either Dakota Dozier or Drew Samia on the fifty-three man roster. And I personally do not want any part of either of those two on the fifty-three man roster. But that said, with Darisaw hurt. I still really think the Vikings will start at least to start the season until they know Darisaw is all the way back with 10 offensive linemen. And that with, you know, the, with the numbers how falling how they are, I think one of those two probably makes it just because there's not a ton of answers right now at, at the guard rotation after kind of the starters. And probably, you know, it sounds like uh, the, the third round draft pick has finally been living, living up to his, uh, uh, draft spot the last couple of weeks, but it sounds like Dave is still quite a bit ways behind. And I like what Blake, uh, Blake Randall has done for most of the preseason. I don't think his spot is guaranteed yet either. So as much as it pains me to say, I think we're going to probably be stuck with one of those two, hopefully not both, but at least one of those two of uh, P- PFF's uh, first ballot hall of shamers. You know, they're always, they're always at the very, very last, you know, it's always 68 guards played and number 67 was, you know, they one of those two. So I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but as right now, that's who I think. Who Who is your biggest surprise? Yeah, I think for me, it would be like a, one of the safeties we talked about. I think Metellus or, or Miles Dorn. I think Cam, Cameron Bynum's going to make it mainly because of draft position. And, um, you know, I think they I think they like his long-term ability um, as he progresses toward, you know, making the transition from corner to safety. But I think if, if they were – because we assume that they seem going to make a – is going to have four safeties. That's what they usually keep. Uh, that's what they should keep. Um, I would be really surprised if they didn't go out and get somebody to replace a, a Miles Dorn or a Josh Mantellis at this point. Um, so yep. for me, it'd be one of those two guys. I and I kind of what I mentioned earlier I, with the practice squad rule and and those things. I kind of think it might be in their best interest to cut um, Jake Browning and let him be in the practice squad because with any COVID situation or anything like that, he could be called up. Um, the, you know that same day, so. That I feel like he would be it'd be a waste to keep three quarterbacks on roster right now if you can keep him on the practice squad and he could still can he could still be called up every week, uh, right? At least for the first what few weeks or whatever it is. But um, I feel like with that rule in place, um, that just gives them more flexibility. So I would be a little bit surprised um, if he made the roster just for that reason. 
Yep, I think you're right. All right, well, uh, we're going to transition for the, the next one. We did talk about the surprise player to make it. Uh, th- name your biggest surprise cut from the 53-man roster. Uh, that, that's always a tough So Matthew Collar mentioned Cameron Dancer on, on the Happy Hour show last night. I thought that was mm-hmm. wild. I said, no way. Like, there's just no way that they're going to cut him. It would have to be, like, really bad, um, like, personality-wise, all those things. I think it would take more than just, like, a few bad preseason games to cut him. But mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a pretty out-on-the-limb uh, guess. But uh, for me, I think a surprise cut will be James Lynch. I think he's a guy that we've heard some praise from Mike Zimmer. We've heard um, the fact that they kind of like you know, how he's progressed. But I just don't see where he fits into the rotation, where he fits in the depth, where he fits in on this roster – from an athletic standpoint, from a position standpoint. Um, so for me, yeah, I just think it would kind of surprise me. He was a fourth-round pick last year um, for him not to be able to make the team. I think that's just kind of – we've seen a little bit of a pattern in the last few years where some of those mid-round picks, where the Vikings have had a lot of them, haven't really lived up to it. And So for me, to have a fourth-round pick cut in year two would be kind of disappointing. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, I mean, I actually when I took notes for the this, I I said the surprise would be Jake Browning, but you covered the exact scenario that I was going <laughs> Damn, to suggest. I'm sorry, I think I ruined it. For- <laughs> like, you know, that's no, no, that's perfect. That's we're on, we're on the same page there. But that's that's exactly kind of the way I thought. I thought that I, I'm of the mentality that the Vikings are probably kicking the tires on some of the other options, anyways. And I would not be surprised in the least if Jake Browning was not on the 53-man roster. I think that your uh, suggestion of him probably being on the practice squad and being available to be called up is uh, definitely the the likely scenario if he isn't on the final 53. But I, I wouldn't be stunned either, especially if they do, you know, it depends. It's always a numbers game if it goes position by position that, you know, that the they only keep the the three right, like maybe just that they roll with only Smith, Woods, and Bynum at at safety, and sure. and, and Dorn and Metellus are on the outside looking in. I think that could is a definite possibility because it, we're going to touch on that on the on on your final question. But like I I think there's some probably some moves to be made, especially after teams are, around the league are making their their cuts. So I think between I think I wouldn't be surprised to th- see three safeties, or I wouldn't be surprised to see two two quarterbacks as well. So your uh, final question, like we, we've we've already been kind of hinting around this, but there this, there is plenty to <laughs> yeah. talk about here. So um, go ahead. Yeah. So you know, as we've been talking about, are there any moves you'd like to see uh, this team make? Whether it's you know uh, a free agent, um, maybe a waiver wire claim, or a trade that you'd like to see before before week one, or even maybe like right after week one, like early in the in this as the season starts here. Yeah, I mean we've we've touched on the 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 quarterback thing. I think that's it's definitely if if one of those is available and the price isn't too high, just to have a, a better backup plan than what they currently have, I think that's definitely a possibility. There, and there are two def, there are two defensive positions, and we we already touched on one at safety. I think that's that's definitely one they have to be looking at. The other one is linebacker because we Anthony Barr is still out with we don't know exactly what <laughs> an injury we think it's an injury we, we i mean he's there we see him at the end of practice and but he's not really playing so again like, i mean i've seen other people try to speculate that he's going to get put on the pup list or anything i think that's kind of irresponsible but i think overall that's definitely an area of need because after kendricks and Barr, it's a whole bunch of question marks it, it sounds like surratt's had a pretty good uh preseason i'm not sure if i want him plug and play to you know to be kind of an every down guy and the same thing with nick vigil i like him as the third 
linebacker Ben Gideon kind of role. But if you're throwing him at the at the, the you know as as a starter, that's that's a huge drop off. You know, and of course one of the names that just got uh, it's been thrown around. It's, uh, it was kind of a surprise cut, I thought, by the Packers is bring back former Gopher Kamal Martin. I think he he would actually be a pretty decent fit. In, in the in the in the defense, and if you're looking at the safety, I think the the big name that we've talked about and uh, people have suggested, and it seems like it's a actually a pretty real possibility, is Will Parks, and I think that would be a really good fit too. You know, just get the whole Kansas City secondary. You know, you take Hughes, we'll take two of your guys. We we get Breland right. and uh, and Will Parks. So I think those are the two ones. You know, but I mean. Again, that's kind of the scary part of going into this season. I, I joke today on Twitter. It's like, I really like how this Vikings team is constructed, and I think they're going to be great this year, as long as nobody misses any games for any reason. Because like, <laughs> depth, depth is a huge concern. for and, you know, It's kind of a Stars and Scrubs roster. We kind of knew it going in. But hopefully they can get help at a couple of those positions. So, But i, I got to give you the floor. We're, we're already at almost uh, just a minute left. So I want to I get your take on uh, what, what moves you think they should make. Yeah, I, I've touched on it with – we talked about Zach Davidson. I think tight end. I think that third tight end position is – especially if sure. – we don't know the status of Conklin, um, but he's hurt right now too. Um, they like to use at least two tight ends uh, a lot, and Zach Davidson clearly isn't ready for that role, um, to step into a, t- a tight end two role even. So for me, I think um, – <laughs> tweak. Uh, yeah, so for me, um, <laughs> I, I think going after a tight end I, uh, and a waiver claim – a low-level trade, whatever it is, someone to come in and be your third that could step in and be a second tight end. I think a couple names, um, if Michael Pruitt gets uh, gets released by the 49ers, he's, he's been in this offense before. Um, I think the Chargers have a guy named Steven Anderson. Uh, he's like their fourth tight end. He's really athletic. Mm-hmm. He's played some snaps. Um, some, so, again, low, lower-level guys, but guys that you could feel comfortable stepping in. Uh, so, for me, tight end, uh, I've touched on, I think, uh, another outside wide receiver. I don't think they have a guy that can – play outside receiver opposite of, you know, to, to spell a, a JJ, a Justin Jefferson or an Adam. Thielen. So, um, I'm out of time. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, I think we covered it. I think we, we got through our six questions and, uh, thanks a lot for everyone uh, going along with the, with the chat. It was good to read everyone, uh, going around. Sorry for screwing everyone up, but being on this side of the screen, I know I'm sure it was really, <laughs> we had a comment like that, but that is, it was weird for me too, looking back up, but, uh, miles, it was awesome too. I think this was actually a, of all the crap we give each other on Twitter, I think this is the first show we've done together. So it was awesome yeah, yeah. To, it was uh, to, to actually to do one with you. And Dave, of course, uh, the, our amazing producer with all the, the graphics and all the timer and everything. It was great. And uh, next time, I'm sure Flip will be back, but I, uh, we didn't burn the place down. So I think mission accomplished. And I am excited to see uh, what the Vikings have in store on Friday. And then the next time they take the field after Kansas City, there's going to be real meaningful football to be played so i can't wait for that let's go tomorrow night you can catch it climbing the pocket the final score will go live just before that final whistle and you'll get to see the fourth regular to make his appearance mr matt anderson as he joins myself and jason brown to discuss Hopefully that Vikings victory down in Kansas City. Until Thanks then, for watching along, everyone. Skull, everybody! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, 
Please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Let's go, everybody.